Chapter Nine of the Story of a Woolly Dog by Laura Lee Hope. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Lost is Found. Look at Donald! Look at Donald! Laughingly shouted the other children who were coasting on the hill. Donald fell off his sled. I don't care. It was fun. And Donald also laughed. Did you see me roll over? He asked. "'Yes, we saw you,' replied the other boys and girls. "'Did you get hurt?' asked Jane. "'No, it was fun,' said Donald. "'Then I'm going to do it,' announced his sister. "'I'm going to ride downhill and upset the way you did, Don.' Jane was very venturesome, as well as mischievous. "'No, you mustn't do it,' Donald said. "'Mother wouldn't like it. "'She might make us come in. "'Don't upset, Jane.' "'All right, I won't. "'Not on purpose,' she answered with a laugh. "'But if I happen to, I can't help it,' she added. "'Can I?' Jane had gotten over speaking baby talk. "'And really, I believe Jane would have been glad to get upset off her sled as Donald had done, "'and she might have given herself a little push to bring this about, "'but that she happened to notice that her brother did not have the woolly dog "'after he had picked himself up, following the upset. "'Oh, where is he?' cried Jane. "'Who?' inquired Donald.' "'The woolly dog you had riding with you. He's gone.' Then, for the first time since the accident, Donald noticed that his birthday toy was missing. "'He was on my sled in front of me,' he said. "'He must have fallen off when I went around the curve.' "'Come on, I'll help you look for him,' offered Jane. But though she and Donald and the other children searched all around in the snow for the woolly dog, they could not find him. He had been tossed off the overturned sled, and had bounced into the middle of a snowbank some distance away, falling deep down into the soft pile of flakes. The children did not see him at all. Brrr, but it's cold, shivered the woolly dog, as he found himself in the midst of the snowdrift. Oh, what a dreadful adventure this is going to be. It's worse than falling into the mud puddle, and it's almost as bad as being cut and sewed up again. I wonder what is going to happen to me. The woolly dog did not know. He could hear Donald, Jane, and the other boys and girls talking as they searched for him. The woolly dog wished he might call out and tell them where he was so they could lift him from his cold white bed among the flakes of snow, but this was not allowed. He could not move or speak when human beings were present. But it certainly is dreadfully cold here, whined the woolly dog to himself. Oh, brr, it's freezing. It was a good thing he was covered with warm lamb's wool. If he had been one of those skinny dogs, like a greyhound or a Mexican hairless terrier, I'm sure our friend would have frozen stiff in a few minutes. But being a woolly dog, or fuzzy as the queen bee had called him, this kept him warmer. Oh, but my nose is so cold, sighed the woolly dog, and that, not being covered with wool, was very frosty indeed. Of course, you know a real dog's nose should always be cold. When your dog's nose is warm, it is a sign that he is ill and has a fever. But when the woolly dog's nose was cold, that was a sign he was frosty. I'll try to warm it, he said to himself, and being out of sight among the snowflakes, he put his cold little black nose down between his paws. Then it felt a little warmer, and he listened to hear what was going on. He heard no sound. Donald, Jane, and the other children, having searched for the woolly dog without finding him, saw that it was getting late, and they ran home. Donald was almost ready to cry over his lost toy, 
for he liked the woolly dog very much. Never mind, consoled Jane. Maybe Uncle Teddy will buy you another, just as Daddy is going to buy Mother another diamond ring for the one she lost. I don't want a new woolly dog. I want my old one, exclaimed Donald. In this he was like his mother, who wanted her engagement ring back, and not a new one. But the lost diamond had never been found. Donald, almost in tears, told his mother of the accident on the hill, and about his lost woolly dog. Never mind, said Mrs. Cressy. Tomorrow I'll go out there with you when it's daylight, and perhaps we shall find him. But Donald was a sad little boy when he went to bed that night. Meanwhile, we must see what is happening to the woolly dog. For some time he lay there in the snow, warming his cold nose. Then, as the voices of the children grew quiet, for they had gone away, the dog said, Perhaps I can wiggle out of here. No one can see me now. He kicked around in the snow with his paws, but all he did was to toss snow up his nose, and this made him sneeze. And when he sneezed, it made the tickling feeling inside him grow worse, so that he wanted to laugh and scratch and sneeze all at the same time. And this, I think you will agree with me, is too much for any dog, woolly or not. No use, I can't get out of here, sighed the woolly dog, but still he did not give up. He was kicking around a bit more when suddenly he heard a voice saying, Here's a hole in the snow. Maybe a rabbit went down here. It's a boy, thought the woolly dog, but it doesn't sound like Donald. Nor was it. A strange boy walking along near the coasting hill had seen the hole which the woolly dog had made when tossed into the drift. Thinking it was a place where a rabbit had dived in, the boy went closer to look. Then he saw the dog. Yes, it is a rabbit, cried the boy, and he isn't moving. I guess he's frozen. I'll take him home. The woolly dog, being white, looked a little like a rabbit, that is, at first glance. But when the boy reached his arm down in the snowbank and pulled up the object, he saw what it was. Oh, only a toy dog, cried the boy, but I'll take him home. He's a dandy. Mother, look what I found, cried the boy, whose name was Frank, as he hurried into the house carrying the woolly dog. Look! Where did you get it, Frank? In a snowdrift. He was down in a hole on the coasting hill. Then some little child playing there must have lost the toy, said Frank's mother, and whoever it was will feel bad about it. If you knew who owned the dog, Frank, you could take it to him. Yes, and if it was in a rich family, maybe they'd give me a reward, a lot of money, cried Frank, for he and his mother were poor. You shouldn't want a reward for doing what is right, said Mrs. Ward, but as we don't know to whom the dog belongs, put him on the mantel over the stove to dry. You're too big to play with such toys. Yes, I don't want him for myself, answered Frank, but I'm glad I found him. The woolly dog was glad, too, and he felt much better up over the warm stove than down in the cold snowdrift. All night the woolly dog stood on the mantel. There were no other toys for him to speak to or play with. There was a matchbox in the shape of an alligator, but the alligator's head was broken off and he could not talk. It is very lonesome here, said the woolly dog aloud in the middle of the night. Tick-tock, tick-tock, went the clock. Oh, I can't talk to you, sighed the dog, for you only say the same thing over and over again. 
and this was true. A clock is one of the most tiresome beings in the world to talk to, and it is so busy that it never has time to play. It goes tick-tock all the while. I can see I am not going to have a very good time here, said the woolly dog. There was more fun back in the store with the poor toys. But still, he had a few adventures. Once he fell off the mantle into the scuttle of coal when a door slammed too hard, and Mrs. Ward had to put him in one of her tubs of suds to wash him. Mrs. Ward did washing to make a living, and Frank worked in a store. Another time the woolly dog was placed in a dark closet out of the way, and there a big rat got hold of him, thinking he was something good to eat. "'Oh, bah, you're only stuffed with cotton,' snarled the rat, after he had tried to drag the woolly dog into its hole. "'I can't eat you.' "'I'm glad of it,' said the woolly dog. The rat left the woolly dog on the floor of the closet and went in search of something else to gnaw. The next morning Frank, looking for his rubbers, as it was raining, saw the dog. "'I'll put you back on the mantle,' said the boy. "'I wish I knew who owned you, as they must miss you.' For over a week the woolly dog remained in the home of Mrs. Ward, and a very lonesome week it was, for no one played with the toy. The woolly dog was growing very sad. Then one day he heard outside a voice he knew well. The voice asked, "'Will you have time to do some extra washing this week, Mrs. Ward?' "'Yes, Mrs. Cressy, I think so,' answered Frank's mother. "'Won't you come in for a moment and get warm?' "'Thank you, I will.' And Donald's mother, who had come to see about getting the washing done, entered the very room where the woolly dog stood on the mantel. In another instant Donald's mother saw the dog. Her eyes opened wide with wonder. "'Oh, where did you get that?' she cried. "'What?' asked Mrs. Ward. "'That woolly dog. It belongs to Donald. At least I'm sure it's the same one he lost in a snowbank. I can easily tell by looking. If it's Donald's dog, it will have an extra seam underneath where I sewed him up after Jane cut him open.' Mrs. Ward lifted the woolly dog down. Oh, thought the birthday toy, suppose she can't find that seam. Then she won't know me, and I'll never get back home again. End of chapter 9